Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. morning and welcome to a brand new mpf4 podcast right here on diabetic.com.ng wherever you are listening from how are you i hope you are well i am well with me this morning is me and how are you doing i feel great i mean i'm super super excited and uh, just like what we saw yesterday i mean some very beautiful football from city and then Arsenal being smashed and uh, hopefully we'll get to see nigeria professional football league back i, I, I know you know uh, that's a uh, very disturbing uh, when you look at the context of uh, what you are saying, I'm, as an, I'm a, an Arsenal fan. We no, know I'm that sorry, for I'm sure. Sorry, I'm sorry about that, that uh, your boys were humiliated yesterday. I'm just sorry, but David Lewis was a disaster yesterday. Now, wh- what do you think about the match? I think uh, City played well. City played extremely well. And uh, Arsenal, you know, didn't have answers to all the questions that City asked. Probably if uh, the injury didn't for Granny Xhaka and Pablo Mari, think, uh, maybe we would have seen a better performance from... Arsenal, but David Lewis, since he was brought on, he was a total disaster. I think, apart from the defence line, going forward, Arsenal didn't have a shot on target. Are you going to blame David Lewis for that? No, you can't blame David Lewis for that. Defensively, they were bad, but attacking-wise, did Uba have a shot? Did he strike? No, he was not even in the game. Why was he not in the game? I feel uh, uh, a woman young is... Is someone that uh, looks so uh, his whole body language looks as if uh, he's not really interested in you know why staying on a demo. Why won't he want to leave? Arsenal are not playing well. A big player like that will want to leave. But he's the captain, and uh, yesterday he wasn't doing anything. RVP left. Said Fabregas left. Why are you trying to remind me of all these things? RVP left. But we Seth know Fabregas we, left. We know for we, the same reason. We know Arsenal for players for the same reason. That's the truth. There is no argument about that for the same reason. So you are making me feel bad. Of course, of course, you need to feel bad. That's why we need to talk the MPFL. I, I feel bad, but uh, let's leave uh, what happened yesterday you have in to the feel Barclays bad. Premier League. You have to feel bad, you know. What are you doing? You you have to feel bad. What are you but doing? Let's, but let's come back. What, home. what are you doing? You know, that's, that's what let, I'm let's, saying. Let's come back to the business. Don't make, don't make me feel bad. Uh, whenever you just take us out of Niger, I mean, I have to make you feel bad. I'm sorry. So Manchester United are that good? Uh, United are decent. 
<laughs> I thought I'm listening. Okay, I like that. Let's move away from what happened yesterday in the backlist finale. But before we move away from that, there's a story that emerged yesterday uh, coming from uh, the the restart of the English Premier League. This one is coming back to Nigeria. We are not going to what happened at, at the Tia Stadium. But, uh, you know, Nigerians are not even interested in the lockdown and as well as uh, the current COVID-19 pandemic that is currently you know ravaging the country and we saw people dropping to uh, viewing centers i'm very sure those who watch matches outside i, I had some persons uh, who put a call across to me and said come on the viewing centers are bubbling come on let's watch uh, you know, let, let's have fun i said no I, I prefer to stay in my house and watch my what do you think about that well i, I think it's crazy i mean it's insane but football is one thing that unites a whole lot of people i mean you cannot take football from Nigerians, you cannot take football from, uh, you know, some people who love football. So it's sad, but uh, on the other hand, I mean, you need to stay safe. You you need to observe the whole health protocols. But uh, it has happened. What we can only say is to just, you know, urge people to try and stay at home. Subscribe to cable TV. You know, in Nigeria. In Nigeria. In Nigeria. I mean, it's subscribe, subscribing to cable TV. Yeah, of course. I mean, how many, how many people own it? Cable TV. Few account? people own. People I, I, own cable TV. I know TVs. a lot of people. How about online? I know a lot of people yeah. own. The online is very expensive. I, I stream the match uh, online. I knew. I know how much I I, I spent. You know, streaming. Yeah, how about observing? You know, health protocols in the viewing centers. But that's wear your wear, wear your face mask. That's the problem. Your, uh, you know, have your hands and There is no physical distancing when you are in the viewing center, because you know you you under, you should understand the normal you know football banter between fans, opposing fans. Yeah, I'm sure during the game it wasn't only Arsenal fans that way. But well, let's face the reality. Football. Let's face the reality. That cannot be stopped in Nigeria. That's a reality. That's a reality. Okay, let's move away from there and now come back to the main issue, the main topic that we have at hand. We have lots of Nigerian players, you know, playing football abroad. But uh, when they uh, on Wednesday, I profiled Nigerian players in the Barclays Premier League, the English Premier League, and I realized that we have about six players, you know, from Nigeria playing in the top flight. Yeah, Is so that good you, enough? Yeah, well, uh, I think the the fact that we have uh, players, it should be good. We have players because there are some Nigeria. countries. Yeah, there are some countries that don't have the players. But if you want to look at some of the players that were profiled on uh, Athletic Ng, like Bukaya Saka, they have Nigerian roots, but mm. they were not born in Nigeria. Mm. Kelechi Yanacho was born in Nigeria, but did he play in the Nigerian Professional Football League? No. Their real friend Didi, born in Nigeria, born in Lagos. Did he start his career, football career in Nigeria? Fine, yes, he started playing grassroots football here. Did he play in the MPFL? Big no. Isaac Success, that's another point. Isaac Success who plays for Woodford. Did he play in the Nigerian Professional Football League? No. Then, if you want to look at uh, other names, Leon Balogun is now with uh, Wigan Athletic in the English Championship. Then, we want to look at other names. I mean, the other players are British, Nigerians, the Bukayo, those young stars with Arsenal. Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi, yes. Alex Iwobi was never... Okay, he was born in uh, Lagos. Lagos and was taken to... To London. To London. He never featured in the Nigerian Professional Football League. I, I'm not worried with the, the number. I'm particularly worried of the trend that we don't have players in the Nigerian Professional Football League you know that start here and then go to bigger leagues how many of them very few 
And I think we'll have to look at uh, some of these players, you know, that uh, have, have uh, flagged or raised the Nigerian professional football league flag because uh, the Nigerian professional football league flag. Because if you look at the players that are playing the big leagues, most of them starting academies in Nigeria, mm. and you'll be wondering why the academies. How about not the uh, why not the Nigerian professional football? You go to North Africa. Most of these players start up with the big guns at Hartley, Zamalek. I mean, mention them. So how, how many how many of them have traveled out of the country? Most of them remains in the league. If you started with a at Hartley or Zamalek or any of those teams, it's a in, in those countries in North America, more or less ninety percent of those players will remain in their country why do they remain financial package all right let's look at that the issue that we have at hand talking about the players the train of players how players are being exported from nigeria it is supposed to be the nigerian professional football league selling those players you know to teams in europe but then when you look at the players or you look at the super eagle setup very few players played in the nigerian professional football league and this has become a very big issue that we have to look into and that's what we'll be looking at the players the nigerian players those playing in different clubs in europe where they you know where they go where uh, how they moved from nigeria to those places and as well as uh the players in the nigerian professional football league when they leave when the player leaves in by international where is that player heading to when the player leaves acquired, Africa. where is he heading to, to those are the questions that we need to answer and and look at um uh, the quality of the Nigerian professional football league while we are having this train? Well, first of all, I think uh, the issue of lack of trust, lack of trust by you know these foreign clubs, lack of trust, lack of structure. You mean in the Nigerian professional football league structure? I mean, sometimes you go to a club and then you have a certain player you want to get. You have lots of intermediaries. It's always complex. The situation is always complex for you know some of these European clubs. Whereas it's different. You go to a, an academy. You have the boss, the coaches are there. The players have a very valid contract, a very valid contract with this academy. No issue from maybe some sort of intermediary outside or anybody. So it's very easy to get players from the academy, and these players are players you trust. They have, I mean, the age. You know, you you not be having that uh, mind that maybe he has falsified his age, and that that's been one of the big problems in the MPFL. Okay, but uh, aside from uh, you know uh, trusting these players, trusting the academies, uh, the coaches, the owners of the academy, when it, uh, you know when a, a top club in Europe comes to Nigeria to buy a player, he's looking for quality. Uh, are you saying uh, do we have those qualities, you know, in the in the academies? that we run we have qualities i mean nigeria is a blessed country uh, when you're talking about players but how long would they play when a european looks comes for a scouting mission here yeah, he's looking for young players see they try to be very let's be very honest on this issue mm. there's a couple of players outside of this country that you've known for the past 25 years and they'll be telling you they are 20 years am i lying <laughs> am i lying uh, that's the truth. That's that's the truth. But uh, let's not go there. No, we have to go there. We have to go there. I mean, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about this falsification of age 
is one of the pain, one of the problems of Nigerian professional football league. So if I happen to, uh, if I still have the ambition of playing football professionally, what uh, what age? It's you very simple. I mean, you, you you can say you're twenty, you shave your beards, you go bald, and <laughs> I mean, you train for the next two months, gym walk, running, you lose a couple of uh, you know body fat, and that's it. So I think in the Nigerian professional football uh, football league. Falsification of age is one thing that pushes clubs away from them, European clubs. When top scouts come, they are not going to watch an Aqua United. Very few go to watch Aqua United. Mm. But when top scouts come, first of all, they want to go to the national team beyond the 17. You look at the trend, Victor Simen, mm. Kelechi Hanacho, Wilfred Didi. Samuel Chukweze. Samuel Chukweze. Was it Simon? They trust the under 17, and that's more like the academy. Who are they dealing with? Thai Academy, Diamond Academy, mm. not a Quad United, not a Yimba International. When was the last time we had a player from a Yimba go to English Premier League or go to Spain? I can't recall. It's been ages. I think Ezekiel uh, uh, Basi went to. Uh, that was Barcelona, to Barcelona B. Barcelona B. Barcelona B. Did he play? When he returned from Barcelona B, he went to Iran for Pican FC. No, that's the truth. He went. He didn't play even a game at Barcelona B. He went to Pican FC. He returned to Aqua. Now he's in Egypt. I mean, that's that's one of the falsification of age. They prefer the under seventeen players who are owned by academy. Number one, complication of player representative. The story of uh, what's that his name? Edidion. Edidion Essien. Edidion Essien. He played at the, the FIFA under 17 World Cup alongside Victor Simeon. Victor Simeon Samuel Chukwese. And he came out to came out to you know uh, to uh, to say that uh, he had issues with multiple agents and agents who put uh, their selfish interests ahead of his career, and that's why he's still in a quiet room. And now uh, you look at him; he's he's still in a quiet room, you know, playing for. FC One Rocket playing for FC One Rocket. That's really sad. Now, look, guys, are listening out there. Uh, let me warn you. Uh, whatever you are listening, we are going. We are. We are going to say the things that we see exactly how they are. Exactly what we see. That's what we are going to see. That's what we are going to say. And uh, we are doing this in order to help our young players, our football league, the uh, the professional football league, if we have anything at all that is professional in Nigeria. And the rest of the thing so that we can move on as a football world. It is time that people have to say the truth, and that is what this podcast is all about. Unraveling all these you know lying issues that is uh, plaguing the Nigerian professional football league and uh, the abundance of talents we find every day on the streets or in the streets of Nigeria. So now let's look at uh, the current Super Eagles manager. If you are the current Super Eagles are I'd seem I beg your pardon. If you are doubting, if you are doubting, let's look at the current Super Eagles uh, squad, the players that are there in the Super Eagles squad. Where are they coming from? Where did they start playing? How did they get to Europe? How did Wilfred did they manage, you know, to move from Nigeria and is playing now in Leicester and is is rated as the best defensive midfielder in the backless Real League? How did Samuel Chukese, who is turning defenses apart in the Spanish La Liga? You know, started where did Simon Moses started playing his, his football career? These are the questions we need to answer. So, mainly, let's let's start from you know the very top players. I know we have players in Nigeria that are playing for the Super Eagles that started their playing career in 
the domestic league, talking about the Nigerian professional football league. Let's start with Captain Ahmed Musa. Captain Ahmed Musa, Captain mm. Fantastic, years ago. I remember when he was, you know, he was the highest goal scorer in the Nigerian, Nigerian professional, football professional football league with Canopilas. And then from Canopilas, he went to VV Venol in Holland. It was not a smooth ride, but I mean, years ago, the league was on TV. Mm. I mean, we had to bring that in because when clubs come, they want to uh, want a league that is marketable. They want a league that you can watch, you can get highlights and a whole lot. And that was there years ago. So Hagbe Musa, highest goal scorer, Canopilas to VV Venol, from VV Venol to Seske Moscow, from Seske Moscow to Leicester, now he's in Saudi Arabia. So that was the train. Uh, that was the, uh, the story for Hakbet Musa. Then we have, uh, you talked about Wilfred Ndidi. Wilfred Ndidi, I mean, he shown brightly for the Super Eagles, uh, mm. for the uh, Golden Eaglets. Mm. And he started with Nat Boys Academy. From there, that's the under 17. From the under 17, he did well. The went under, to Genk. Yeah, went to Genk in Belgium from Genk. Now we hear him in the Leicester, uh, the Leicester City team. Kelechi Yanacho, same story. Tai Academy in Imo State from there on the 17 did well. I mean, remember that tussle between uh, a whole lot of clubs yeah. and then he settled with Manchester City. So yeah. that's the story. City to Leicester City now. Victor Sime, ultimate striker. He won ultimate strikers academy in Lagos. Remember, he won the highest goal scorer at the under 17 World Cup. Yeah. Wolfsburg came calling. He went to Wolfsburg. Didn't Could, work out. Didn't work out. Went on loan to Chalaroy. Sporting Chalaroy. And now Leo should be on the move sometime. Moses Simon, relatively on loan. GBS Academy, one of the biggest and the best academy in Nigeria. Uh, in Joss Plateau, that's when he kicked off his playing career. Never featured in the Nigerian Professional Football League. Moses Simon from uh, Nigeria to AC Trezen in Slovakia. Yes, that's where I remember him with Trezen in uh, Slovakia. From that particular side in Slovakia, they won the league. He kept on doing well. And now we're seeing him with, uh, you know, 905, uh, 9th FC in. Uh, the French League on. The French League on, yeah. you, know, you know, from uh, Levante. So, I mean, these are some of the players that we, you cannot do without them. You look at that defense line, apart from the Uyibo brothers, the William Drusekon, who, who was never born in Nigeria. Leon Balogun. Leon Balogun. Those two guys never were never born in Nigeria. So, uh, you can pardon them. But uh, Akpeyi, Daniel Akpeyi. Daniel Akpeyi started in Nigeria. It was in 2015 that he left Nigeria to South Africa. He was playing for the likes of Warrior Wolves in the Nigerian Professional Football League. Went to South Africa to play for Chippa United Nines with Keza Chief. Francis Uzoho is the same story. Yeah. Francis Uzoho never played in the Nigerian Professional Football League. Francis Uzoho kicked his career with uh, an academy in Nigeria. And then the under-17. From the under-17, he's now with... Uh, under-17, he went to the Petivola Corona from the Petivola Corona. Now he's with, uh, you know, a side in uh, Cyprus. So those are the trends. I mean, gone are the days you get to have, you know, Nigerian professional football league players, you know, just get a move from Nigeria to Europe. Now it's different to big sites in Europe. Not that we are not having it. Again, okay, table started with Wally Wolves. Mm. Table started with Wally Wolves. I remember when Wally Wolves were playing, he was one man that was doing what, but what made CD Ferenze to get him was... His ability to prove his worth with the dream team. 
Don't forget, mm. he played with the dream team and, and they he won. scored four. He scored four in the opening game. That's right. So I mean, playing national team is one thing that agents look forward to. It's, it's not just about the quality. Mm. They need a player that is playing in the national team, and if you can feature in the national team and on under twenty, you have a big chance of leaving this country to play in Europe. Why? Because our league is not watched on TV. They don't rate our league no more. That's one of the problems. Unlike, I also think uh, you know players are playing in the national team uh, can also help them when they travel outside uh, for them to be given uh, that license to play. Can look at that likes of uh, Henry Nyekuru. He 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 joined Everton, but uh, could not play in the backless merely because of work permits. He needed to play a certain number of matches for Nigeria and also fulfill other other obligations. If if, he was if, able to play. if you if your club in the Premier League pays. I think more than 18 million pounds. I mean, you'll be able to get the work permit. Ben, how can who, who, who's going to pay 18 million pounds to an academy in Nigeria? That, that's the thing. That's that's big money. But you know, the, the, there is difference. An academy, you 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 come to the academy, you play for a couple of years. That that's what happened to the likes of Kelechi Yanacho. They came to the academy. And they played for the under 18, played for a couple of years. But yesterday, he has not been given the work permit to play in England. You mean Kelechi Yanacho? No, no, I'm talking about... Uh, Henry Nyekuru. I'm talking about Kelechi Mwakali. Okay, Kelechi Mwakali. Mwakali. Mm. That was at Arsenal. Kelechi Mwakali. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Kelechi Mwakali was, how many years did he play in England? Did he play one full season with the under 20? Did he even have that opportunity? I think he did. He played one season. I thought he's always on on loan in Vivian Street in Holland, uh, playing for FC Porto B. He kept on going on loan in Holland because he never wanted to play with the under twenty of Arsenal. He could play with the under twenty. That was the same situation with uh, with Kelechi Yanacho. He could play. The only loan move Kelechi Yanacho got was when he went to Columbus Crew, but he never played for Columbus Crew in uh, the United States. So, I think if you they can bring you to the academy, fine. You play in the academy. But when it comes to starting to play in the Premier League, you not get that work permit. Mm. That's a that's the thing. But if you can play three years in the academy, you'll be able to apply for the work permit and you get it. What happened to Isaac's success? Mm. How many games did Odeon Jerry Harlow play when he came to you know came to England? Watford. Well, Watford. He started with the championship. It was a full international. Fine. Yeah, that would be the argument. How about Isaac's success? How many games did he play? How much was he buying? But although he was an international, so the, that would be the argument for Isaac's success. He played with the under twenty, and uh, I think they spent more than ten million, fifteen million for Isaac's success. So that's just a thing. But away from the Premier League, let's also look at the La Liga. Mm. How many of our players can confidently say we can come from the MPFL to the La Liga? Samuel Chukwueze's story is different. Mm. He came from an academy. He came from academy from in Nigeria. Academy. Yeah, from Nigeria. Then he had to even play for Villarreal B. Mm. So not that you just come from Ayimba International and go straight to. But, but look, the case, the case, uh, the case of uh, Samuel Chibeze and other guys, uh, they are quite different because when you look at these guys, you realize their age. If at all, if at all, they decided to bring down their age should be a year or two. So they were pretty much up very young when they move over, when they made that move from Nigeria to Spain and also in other places. Like the case of, uh, we had a player in Nigeria that moved. I think we have good players. John Mikel will be moved from Plenty United. United to Lino Oslo. 
possible. Of course. In Norway. That was years ago. I mean, I I think, let's just face the reality. The MPFL, years ago it was called the Nigerian uh, Nigerian Premier League. Mm. Glow Nigerian Premier League. Now it's due to the whole problems, issues left and right. Okay, let's make it professional. Mm. But the real professionalism, we are not seeing it. In the era of MPL, MPL, it was better. Let's face the reality. The quality on the pitch and off the pitch has dropped. Players now, you know, they don't stay to play much. They don't put much to play for their clubs. Some are scared of injuries. Some, you know, maybe they have some agents who is telling them, look, I have a deal in Vietnam. I have a deal in... Even in the world on Vietnam. Of course. I mean, players, Kelly Kester made a move from Lobby Stars who were playing mm. in the continent to Vietnam. Some very funny side in Vietnam. They play in Malta. They play in Georgia, mm. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. If uh, Uzbekistan looks like the new place, mm. Mike Michael Ibe. Jordan. Mm. Now going to Jordan. The league is on TV. That's another thing. I mean, if I find said something, so he said, look, in Uzbekistan, the pay is better. Mm. The facilities are better. They have the games on TV. TV. Do we? Our facilities are they good enough? In MPFL teams, I bet you the likes of JBS Academy, the likes of Diamond Academy, and a whole lot of academies in Nigeria have better facilities than Nigerian professional than training facilities. Training facility than Nigerian professional football league site. So which scout will now trust an MPFL team to get a player? It has to be maybe the player has played one game, two games with the national team or something before he can trust such players. Or he has watched and is very convinced. In the case of uh, a couple of players, even when the even when the agent is, you know, so sure of this player, you still have to go and under, undertake three weeks trial, three weeks trials in uh, in Europe yeah. or wherever you're going to. You hardly find players sign permanent contract. You remember in the case of Nick Benodo, Nick Benodo was playing with Aqua United and then, and uh, you know, Ataneke, you know, just saw him and uh, he liked him and that how the guy went he, he went for you know it was it two month two month trial in Norway and then signed for you know Vikings Vikings, Vikings in Norway now he's with uh, uh, Coops in Finland who Coops hopefully will be playing in uh, the Europa League Bye. later this year and so far this season he has played six games and scored uh, three goals if you look at the record of this man uh, at some point he was playing in the third division in Sweden yeah. Young Chile yeah. Third division in Chile. So Levanga. Levanga was in the second division in Norway and a whole lot of things. So this player, what these players go through when they don't you're not able to survive in Europe is one thing that you mean you cannot phantom, but home is bad. Europe is better. That's the reality. Well that's the reality and uh, we have to say it as we have it but now let's look at uh, at the train the train of Nigerian players moving away. Uh, we've, we've established that, that they always, most of them will move to uh, South Africa, Algeria, even uh, South Sudan, <laughs> Tunisia. That's the truth. They, they will move to South Sudan and the rest of the countries. And uh, we are not talking about European countries. I think that's a good mind for them. But now let's look at why they are moving from Nigeria. Because when I look at the players in Nigeria, I think uh, 
the league management company sometimes uh, ago came out to say that that the minimum, minimum wage in NPFL is uh, is it about 200 150k 150,000 that's the least of any player that's on paper not on paper on paper because in reality some of these clubs don't pay them so these clubs don't many, pay them how many clubs are owing many many of them we have 20 teams in the Nigerian professional football league i bet you at least 15 teams are owing 15 i bet you forget the big names the likes of Kano Bilas the likes of Akwa United Dakada FC although Dakada is not a big team but we remember the circumstances of Dakada FC for the past few months being paid half salaries mm. i mean they were earning 50,000 and 70,000 with all the cry that the media have, uh, the media has been doing what did the LMC do look they say the contract paper we have here is a uh, soso player is getting 150k he's getting 200,000 but in reality they are getting 50k but who is the problem is it the is it the, the club side or the player themselves the, the club sides and the players themselves because we know the state government had told them look we no go fee pay now this 150 na 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 on a letter we fee pay now and they agreed that look we sign a contract of 150,000 they told them look we'll be paying you people 70,000 we're paying you 70,000 half of your salary for so 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 time because it was not budgeted for you see the problems with you know have, have allowing government to own a club and run a club do you have a choice what will lmc do yeah, submit the contract paper and then it's 150 they've done their job and that's what is in the lmc website that you are earning 150 but in reality what you're getting every month is 50 but who is to blame the players number one because they told them and they accepted Good, you are mentioning players number one the club administrators who sometimes are not sincere with themselves why are you blaming the club administrators? of course you why are you you're not supposed to do this you tell the government look but the players are the ones signing the contract that's why we need to educate our players more do we need to educate them yes they need they need some sort of education these players don't have lawyers do they have lawyers yeah that's true some of them do do they even understand what they are signing they don't That's why most Nigerian players are signed on to slave deals outside of this country. Forget that they are in Norway. Mm. Bulk of their money is going to some agents. They will be getting $100. My my brother says the money money for a bag of rice. That's that's reality. Who 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 are you to blame? That's the truth. Some of them don't, don't know what they are signed on to. I, I remember a case of one player in it was in Latvia or so or Moldova a Nigerian player he said he didn't know anything he was signing it was in Moldovan language but he signed it they gave him a small cubicle to stay and all those kind of things so even uh, I remember there was a certain player in Aqua United what's his name again it's a Matthew mm. a certain club in Oman came for him mm. I know a friend of mine who a media person he had to interpret that in the arabian in oman mm. to english they send the contract papers they were telling him that they want him to come to oman for some sort of trials that they will sign him but everything came with arabic he didn't know what to do he didn't even know that there is some sort of google translator so a friend had to translate everything to him you see that's what these players go through they don't know what they are saying they don't have good when okay when the family have representative the intermediaries will make use of them because they are also not wise they go to the form today and they white but they know they wise that's it we need to educate them the players 
the club administrator know, know what they are doing in terms of owing them. But at some time, you say, look, it's been run by government. If government no give you money, you no collect. That's another thing. That's why we keep crying that corporate firms need to come into our football. But aside from government, if we have private sectors coming into football, and uh, this is the attitude of the players, uh, I wouldn't want to say they are illiterate because they are not. Uh, I, I'm sure they they know exactly what they are doing. But if this is happening while government is still taking care of these club sites and uh, private sectors uh, comes in inherits this kind of structure and understands that an average player in Nigeria that wants to you know play in the league, it comes from maybe very poor background, just needs something to feed. Don't you think they will also you know take advantage of these same players because they don't speak up. If you try to talk to any player, if any media organization wants to, you know, speak to any player, or 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 waiting to happen for your cap, and if you talk, they you know, can't even say. It. You know, the thing is desperation. I mean, that's what poverty does. You know, we get to a process whereby we cannot talk, but when we gain some sort of dependency, that's when we start opening up, and that's what is happening. I mean. Uh, Ikechu Gezenwa has been talking a whole lot, mm. but what you go do? He's a Nigerian professional. He's uh, uh, a Super Eagles player. Chinedu Basi. Chinedu Basi has been talking. Uh, I was referring to Ike Zenwa. Mm. What he's been revealing about what's been happening in MPFL teams. Mm. There is no person that will not want to have Ike Zenwa in his team. Mm. Hartland have not done nothing to have a Super Eagles player in your team. He, if the Super Eagles go to the World Cup, you're sure to earn some sort of dollars. Mm. So that's just the thing. That's one of the problems of these players. They don't they need to reach a certain a certain uh, level of dependency so they will be able to make decision. But I still stand that they have lawyers, intermediaries, and also the intermediaries are also the problems of football. We have very, very uh notorious agents in Nigeria. Very interesting conversation. Uh, now let's uh, move away and uh, look at the possible solutions to these uh, uh, problems we've identified. We know there are the problems affecting football in Nigeria. Academy clubs are having the edge over uh, the Nigerian professional football league clubs are not really good enough. Man, what do you think are the possible solutions out of uh, this this many many problems we've identified? Well, first of all, uh, robust grassroots uh, you know programs we have barely you know robust programs they have been trying we have the uh, you know the zen bank on the 15 we have a couple of uh, other you know uh, grassroots programs i'm talking about in terms of the league well, in terms of the league mm-hmm. yes that, that, that's what i'm saying Look, I, I feel most of the academies they are picking these players from this grassroots development uh, uh competition that, that's why they are ahead of the clubs because mm-hmm. if you look at uh, the clubs how many of the clubs have you know good structure for the young players the under 15 the under 13 it's more like an occasional stuff do we even have it yeah of course uh, remember there was a time uh Aqua united has an under 15 and they went for a tournament the likes of choir united likes of canopies but it's more like an occasional stuff they pick those players from academy somewhere hmm. not that these players are in uh, some sort of structure with the club they, they don't have such structure. They they don't have when okay when they have a competition from the NFF or something they just 
pick players of that age and just you know bring in a coach and take them to these tournaments. They don't have. That's what I mean by this robust, uh, robust uh, under 15 plan. Not just under 15, under 18, under mm-hmm. 8. Just age like we see age grade football. So I think if we have that to be able to you know cut down falsification of age, and then the, we also talked about lack of structure. Do we have the structure? I think no. We don't have the structure. The academy is more structured than the clubs. That's the reality. The academies, academies in Nigeria. You know, you know the thing. The difference is, one is a money making venture, mm. while the other is a money making venture, while the other is just you know for settlements for political mm. appointees. Academies, if you don't structure it well, mm. if you don't, it's, it's purely business. It's purely business. While the government funded clubs, then the government will keep you know bringing money, bringing in the money. So it's more like a cash cow for you know MPFL clubs. While the academy, if you don't structure it well. Which cow to come pick your players? So I think that's another thing. Other factors we identified was, uh, you know, complication of player representative, the intermediary, you know, that represents each player. Yeah. In uh, academies, they have their own agents and the contract is signed. All the players have their own agents? No, the, 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 the academy. academy have agents they work mm. with. So the players don't necessarily, you know, get to decide who's going to be the agent and okay. I, it looks as if uh, the academies their scouts and their agents are well connected to the top clubs in in other countries yeah they do because that's more like a hub for them hmm. you come there pick players take them to europe make your money so they are connected with these academies so that means that uh, they are not even you know taking stock of the players they are looking at that uh, they are using the contact book if of you course. have if, if you are an agent and you have a link with west ham united then you can equally if you see a good player that is good enough you send it to wesa let them you know look at the player themselves if it's good enough then they they pay whatever amount of course that's the thing i mean the academies i will tell you have more connection with scouts they have connections with scouts more more than the mpfo clubs not that the mpfo clubs don't have connection with scouts they do but not in large numbers mm. like the academies because academies are run on a daily i mean they need to keep these players they need to sell these players they need to play games whereas the mpfl the chairman of the club or whoever is in charge who is concentrating on winning the league staying up in the you know the league and other things and mm. also current players don't also forget the players that are on ground some of them have intermediaries mm. you also have to talk about the headache these current players have whereas in Academies is not true. You have agents you work with. The players have a contract. And look, we are the ones going to handle your, you know, intermediary for you. This and that until you get to that level where you be able to be independent to also say, look, I don't want this man to do the job for me. I need another person. So mm. I think it's different in the MPFL. It's always different. The stress is different. It can never be the same. So I think that's one of the reasons, you know, agents prefer. To go to the academy. To go to the academies. And then, talked about uh, TV coverage, why agents can't, you know, get Nigerian Professional Football League players. TV coverage. So do we do we have TV coverage in the academies? Well, this is different. It's an academy player, don't forget. It's different. They have clips. They have training clips. But if you, are, if you want to sign a player from um, Barcelona Academy, certainly they have a clip. Of course, they have a That's an academy. That's what I'm saying. Academies also have, when they are playing games, they video them. Or else they will tell you, okay, 
come down and watch. They, 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 it's two, it's two different things. Bringing a player from a professional club who is 24 and bringing a player from academy who is 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. He's not a professional yet. He's still a youngster. And that's the, that's the difference. If you're taking a player from a league in Nigeria to another country, first of all, they say we want to see the clips. I was speaking with one agent some months ago and he said, look, do you have a national team player? He has a club in North Africa, who wants him? But first of all, you need to send me clips. Mm. Every agent, every goddamn agent is always looking for for clips. clips. You cannot get a player in a professional league without clips. If you're saying you're playing in under 17, you need to show clips. Let's watch your games. Then, if they are okay, they will send you a trial form. They will tell you, okay, send you an email, okay, come to Egypt, come to North Africa, come to Jordan for trials. That's how it works. But when a player is playing in the academy, I mean, they, they monitor them. Hmm. All right, interesting. We know uh, these things are will keep on happening in Nigeria until we decide to change the way we run football in this country. But uh, that's how far we can take... Uh, in the first half of the show, we will come back uh, in the second half uh, to ask, uh, to look at the questions we have, and as well as uh, uh, try to wrap the show up. Welcome back to the second half of the show, where we will take questions you sent to us. First of all, before we go into that, thank you very much for listening to the show, and uh, we we are very much appreciative appreciative of uh, the way you guys have been following us. We've been monitoring the statistics, and we know. We have good number of downloads, and uh, through these downloads, you've seen in some questions which uh, we'll try to uh, tackle and uh, look at the possible ways of uh, giving you answers to these questions. But let me warn you. Let me warn you. Let me warn you. We are not going to. We, we may not be able to give you exactly the answer you are expecting. But uh, I believe that uh, we will try our possible best uh, to attempt uh, the questions. Uh, you sent to us now let's start uh with this one we have from genesis uh coming in from uh genesis uh, in lagos he says uh i mean this one is for you mm. this one is for you he says if you are a team in mpfl will you sign david lewis uh-huh. simple question very simple with a very easy answer David with Lewis at what age? That's the question. Da- David Lewis at the age of 29. Okay, I'd like David Lewis at the age of 25. Of course, I will. Why would you sign him? David Lewis at the age of 25 was a fabulous defender. So, like, so can, what, what happens at the age of uh, 30? David Lewis at the age of 30 is a disgrace. That's the truth. I can't have him in my team. Disgrace to football, humanity, or to I, Arsenal. I, I think disgrace to himself. Disgrace to Arsenal, to his nation, Brazil. No, I don't think to his nation. No, for, for, forget about Arsenal. It disgrace to his. Not disgrace to his nation because whenever he wears that yellow jersey, he's crazy. Remember, he cried at the 2014 World Cup. Mm. He's very committed. I think maybe he's not committed to Arsenal. No, he's very committed. But they were, you know, they were bash. They were dismantled seven one. Well, he can act. Walk up. No, David Lewis is one guy that can act like a dickhead sometimes. Mm. He can act like a dickhead, but on a very, he's the one guy that you know has so much quality. I think uh, when Jose Moreno was still uh, at Chelsea, recall there was a time he said the guy behaves as if someone is using you know uh, a video game pad you know, <laughs> to control it. He, he put us over your head. 
<laughs> well, that's the truth. So it depends on what age David Lewis is. But at the age of thirty, we do sign him in a David Lewis at the age of thirty, and my club is is going for the title or cap Champions League or Confederation Cup. No. Why? Because he might come spoil the thing. The thing for me. One bad egg can just spoil the whole of uh, you know the eggs in in the basket. But if my team is a mid-table team, we're not struggling for relegation because if it's a relegation team, sorry, W will send you down to the next level. So I'll get it. it depends on the circumstance. At the age of 30, 31, 32 that David Lewis is, look at the the whole of uh, the MPFL. Do we have a better defender to David Lewis? Absolutely, we have better defenders. Okay, uh, now your question. Uh, but I will sign David Lewis if if I if, if I play. Obviously, if, why not for my for my team? So I think you, I will sign him. You continually be in misery. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you are going. Thank you, like, you very much. You like heartbreaks, I know. Uh, this particular one is uh, from Genesis in Lagos. It says second Genesis in Lagos. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, this God particular. God will say says, what's your opinion on COVID nineteen in Nigeria? Because it seems governments are playing politics with it. Very, very dicey question. Mm, very interesting question. I think uh, my opinion on COVID-19, uh, I believe it is real. That's number one. Because people don't believe that this thing do exist. That's the problem. That's the mentality with Nigerians. You look at uh, the way people are careless about it. Uh, someone told me, uh, uh, someone uh, uh, you know, told me this morning, yes, this morning I was on phone with a friend. And he said, my brother, look, this thing is not happening. It's it's political. It's a propaganda in Nigeria. Government are just using this to get money from the WHO. And I look at him. This is a learned person. Not as if someone from one... Probably it's because of the reality in Nigeria. Yeah. Political reality. When you say, oh, yeah, political the reality. reality that the, the people don't trust the government. Yes, for sure. That comes into play. But uh, I'm trying to uh, look at the equation. I, I, will, I, will tell, I will tell anybody that uh, uh, COVID-19 is real. If COVID-19 is not real, football is a big business in England. It's a big business in, in, in Spain. It's a big business in Germany. It's a big business in so many countries, even in South Africa. But they decided to shut down everything just because of this particular uh, disease. So it's, it's serious. I, I know the government of Nigeria are very funny. I can I can't speak for these guys now. We know what they can do. Uh, again, the well, fit- are they siphoning money? Yes. I, I don't know that. I'm, I'm telling you my own opinion. Well, I don't and know. I, that. I, I didn't need you to concord to what I but said. I'm not concurring, but if I'm just telling you that I don't know about COVID-19 that. COVID-19 is real. Fine. It's real. Is it in Nigeria? Yes, it is in Nigeria. Have you seen someone who suffered from the? I've not seen anybody. That's well, why do you think it's real? It's real because. I feel that you know we had foreigners coming in from outside of the country to Nigeria, so we stand a huge risk of you know getting infected. So I feel it is here in Nigeria. Remember when it started with one Italian, and the numbers have been growing from people traveling from London to France to Nigeria. So I think it's real. Are they inflating the numbers? The question marks moving around in CDC. Mm. That for me mm. is the government truthful, factual, transparent on this particular COVID-19, it's a big no. The government is not transparent enough from the state government 
to the federal government they're not transparent enough but COVID-19 coronavirus is real but are they playing politics yes yes <clears throat> finally we've agreed on something uh, coronavirus is real my brother uh, so be very careful make sure you follow health tips that are given by health workers and also the authorities you have to stay safe if you are not safe then i'm not sure you're going to listen to this well let's get uh, the final question for today yes ajimobi says good job guys when do you think the mpfl will start ah good question uh where's my phone i need to call uh, malam shewudiko malam shewudiko said he will not pick your call so who should i call amaju melvin pinnick amaju melvin pinnick will reject your call call the minister of youth and sports that should or probably call the hgf so what what they are saying is the minister uh for youth and sports will pick my call yeah he will but why would i call him he's the best man to answer this question well the question is directed to me so i am the best man to answer the oh, question. Yeah, could hear your answer man. well i i feel uh a delay will be cancelled Ah, I just feel the. He league. said, "Is the league going to be restarted?" He said, "Yes, yes." I'm, I'm, I'm answering the question. He oh, is. Are you now, Malam Shewudiko? He won't pick my calls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not Malam Shewudiko. When you're here criticizing Malam Shewudiko, he's going to pick your calls. Okay, I, next TV morning we are still with you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, to be very honest, I, I feel uh, the way we are going and uh, the increased number of cases in the Nigerian Professional Football League, uh, I think uh, the league will be cancelled. I'm not looking at the possibility of starting the league. I just saw a news, I don't know how true it is, yeah, that FIFA, no, 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 that FIFA have, you know, uh, picked Yimba and Rangers International to represent Nigeria in uh, foreign racing, one of those uh, bullshit fucking competition. But I, 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 I have not gone into the details the, the of that particular report. The competition that I think will not work. I mean, it's not going to work. It's obviously, it, it doesn't look like what CAF will do. I think it will be a step down if CAF, you know, puts interest in such competition. But on the whole, the before to restart, I think we should be talking about this probably sometime in August or September. But we're starting between June, July. I don't think so. But, but I, I'm not sure. Let, let me let me let me repeat myself. I think the league will be cancelled. Do you recall what happened at the last time uh, the league was suspended? The league management company came out. Why the why the the league was still uh, was suspended? Yes, the league was suspended. And it was on hold. They were still looking for ways to you know bring up the league or to restart the league. They had to come up with uh, should I say propaganda? They said. They are trying to align the MPFL with top clubs or with the European calendar. That's what they said. But uh, I, I feel at this point, if that will still come into play, which I believe, uh, even if, even if it was politically it's motivated, it's actually a shame. Tanzania have resumed the league. Burundi has been on. It will be a big shame. Madagascar. If, Madag- Madagascar. Do they have a league? Is that a league or a farmers? Competition. Come on, the calf, calf president is from there. Who cares? Is the league better? Please spare me. That's some shitty league, you know. You can't compare that to Nigerian professional football. League. <laughs> I can't take this any longer. <sighs> can't see the league. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, my my brother Jimo Jimo B, uh, I feel that the league will I feel the league will be cancelled. That's my opinion. It's my own opinion. Normal, I'm sure Diku. 
is my opinion but if it is possible that we will see the league you know restarting in any possible time or in any in the in the future that would be great but i think uh, we are losing gap that we are losing there, there, we are there, losing grip there is no there is no business in the mpfl so I, I don't think it will be it will be that easy to restart it so if the best option is to you know end the league this way then end it they are not making money they are not going to lose money so we just i just hope the ministry of youth and sport you know they keep talking and uh, you know conversing with the pt of that's uh, the presidential tax laws on covid 19 which is led by the hgf secretary to the federal uh, to the government of the federation mm-hmm. Boss Mustafa. Mustafa. they keep talking and uh, probably we get to see our sports back uh, you had the national sport festival with sometime in october mm. so probably we should envision the mpfl returning between august or so i mean the tunisian league and egyptian league will resume around that time so it would be a slap for us to win the league i mean the giant of africa once again doing which giants giants were I think we should have to hang there. I mean, All right, yes, go. yes, uh, we've gone before, uh, before we get physical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, th- thank you very much for joining us in this edition of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week to bring you a fresh edition of the show. My name is Siri Men Siri Oba. And my name is Men Oba. <laughs>